Welcome to Carpe Dime, a podcast about personal finance and everyday life. I'm Jamie Davidson. And I'm Dusty Simmons from Financial Center for Credit Union. Yeah, thanks for spending your free time listening to us talk about how life and family affects us achieving our financial goals. Hey, Dusty, you ever heard that Beatles song, Help, I Need Somebody? You know, you know what's the next line to that? Help, not just anybody. Right, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. You know, truer words have never been spoken when it comes to protecting your financial life when hardship hits. And if you feel the ground crumbling beneath you, today's podcast is a must listen. We're welcoming our first guest today to Carpe Dime to give us all advice on how to get back on solid ground when bankruptcy may feel like your only option. That's right. You know, uh, so I got a funny one for you real quick here. Have you seen that video of uh, Chris Farley back when he was on Saturday Night Live where he starts rolling down a hill and it's it says it's January and he keeps rolling down the hill and then, then yeah, it's, it's all February and it's COVID it, memes. Yeah, it's, it's one of the best the, COVID memes. All the COVID memes. memes. Yeah. I, that's what I think about when I think about 2020. We're six months in now and I, I feel like we're Chris Farley just falling down that hill, hitting rocks, hitting trees. And you know, just, just when you think you're at bottom... <laughs> You're not. Right, right. So uh, I was thinking about that the other day when we were going to you know, sit here and going to talk with uh, Kim today. So uh, what, what are your thoughts, Dusty? Yeah, I mean, you know, thank goodness neither of us or any of us sitting in this room have fallen on financial hardship lately. But all it takes is that one misstep, that one trip, and you're suddenly Chris Farley rolling down the hill and it's a snowball. Whether that's caused by illness or job loss, divorce, spending addiction, there are all sorts of reasons but financial hardship is not that far away for anybody. Right. And, um, you know, someone who constantly gives financial counseling to people, a lot of times they don't really want to ask for help early on. They wait until the last t- moment to ask for help. And that's really what we want to talk about today. So we have this friend here at the credit union, Kim Flowers, um, who specializes in this and talks to members and the public all the time about ways to get ahead of maybe some trouble that might be coming your way. So she's our very first Carpe Dime guest. So we hope she feels really special. Um, And she's the assistant vice president of member solutions at Financial Center. And um, welcome, Kim. Tell us a little about who you are and what you do here at the credit union. Well, thank you for having me, Dusty and Jamie. Uh, This is one of the areas that I really like to talk about in my area. I am the AVP of Member Solutions, and I've been here with the credit union for 23 years, and I have been a credit counselor for about 10 or 15 years. And so I try to use my expertise in both areas and combine the two to talk about things that uh, you're talking about here today. So, you know, you just said you are the Member Solutions AVP. What what does that mean, Member Solutions? What, What does that mean to the layman? Member Solutions is a, we took the negative connotation off of a collection manager. We we no longer wanted it to be called collections. We wanted to go, I have an approach where the member would feel comfortable in speaking with us. So that's when we went with the name of Member Solutions. Oh, I love that. With a a solution that um, will help the member and, you know, and it, it makes them feel comfortable when they're when they contact us, you know, it's a difference when someone says, okay, I'm going to transfer you to the collection department. And then they're like, oh no. And you get a click up versus, well, hold on for a second. Let me transfer you to our member solutions department to see if they can possibly help you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like that. They're going to solve the problem, right? Right. We're we're here to help them solve the problem. That's that's great. We love that. Okay. So Kim, we're going to just shoot off a few questions at you and let you just fire away with your expertise. So my first question for you are, you know, what are the signs that you see of people who may be getting in that first snowball of in over their financial head? Well, one of the main things that we see is that they start to use courtesy pay. 
a lot. And what's courtesy pay? Courtesy pay is the uh, quote unquote loan is what they perceive it to be, where you can take out a certain amount of money and you have 45 days to pay it back. And um, and so they are they use that money and they, it, they start to believe that that's part of their paycheck. So it's like a thousand extra dollars each month that they have to pay back each month. And then it just becomes a snowball effect because most people start, start to live in courtesy pay. So de- depending on where you're banking, mm-hmm. um, courtesy pay exists pretty much everywhere? Pretty much. Most, okay. most financial institutions offer and it's some type of... Tied to your che- is it tied to your checking account? Yes, it okay. is. Yes, it gotcha. is. Okay. Yes, it is. So those that are using that are probably not saving very much either. Oh, you say? no, not at right. all. Which is probably, the you know, they want to save. That's probably the last thing on their mind. So here we know that the people are using courtesy pay and they're, you know, they probably have zero in their savings account most times. And then uh, obviously the next thing that probably happens with that, when, you know, we find they're, out, they're getting in trouble is besides the courtesy pay, what else do we see happening with them? Oh, well, there's a number of things that happen. They normally, bills that they have, they can only afford to pay the monthly payment amount. And, you know, it'd be a small increment, you know, like a minimum payment, a very minimum payment, okay. very right. minimum payment due. And it normally goes towards interest because mm-hmm. they're normally running past due on that payment to begin with. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the beginning stages of you're starting to get into some trouble. And uh, the payments start to become past due. And um, another one is that they start borrowing from their credit cards in lines of credit. Ooh. Yeah. So yeah. that's you want to talk to about pay, that a little to, bit? But probably pay like the, the everyday needs. Their like everyday the utilities. Needs. Uh-huh. That sort then, of thing. Yeah. Right. We call that uh, robbing Peter to pay Paul. Right. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then you're never gonna you're never gonna get anything in your savings that's, if you're living that's that correct. way. So that's correct. I, you know what I talk about all the time with people is you know if you're getting in that position where you're gonna be late on your payments, always make sure you call whoever you have mm-hmm. that debt with to let them know. Uh, so as a person that works in member solutions, would you prefer that they call and let you know what's happening? Oh or, absolutely because a lot of times when I work with people, like I said, they don't tell you right up front. They mm-hmm. think they can sort of hide from that debt. And I, I right. always say, you know, they're always going to find you there. Right. So we're always talking about, you know, don't don't hide your, don't hide from your debt and uh, make sure it's out front and get get in front of it and have that conversation. So it sounds like that's what you guys do in Member Solutions. So that's something that we encourage our members to do is something that we want them to do. And we want them to do it not only with, uh, with us, but with any creditor. Right. You know, because what you don't know is that, you know, your creditors are more likely to work with you if you are proactive rather than to run. Right. I have someone that I just spoke with, I've been speaking with for the past couple of weeks. And uh, he had no idea that, you know, during the COVID-19 pandemic, the, you know, we were having a um, skip a pay promotion right? and he's just been struggling to try to make that payment. And so finally he calls me and he says, you know, Hey Kim, I want to make my payment. I'm still running behind. You know, can I give you a, you know, can, can you give me until the end of the month? And so I asked him, well, is there a reason why you didn't apply for the skip a pay? And he's like, well, I didn't know you had one. Right. And he said, because my uh, mortgage company wouldn't let me, they didn't offer, they wouldn't oh, let me they didn't that. offer that. They did not offer that. And I told him that, well, you know, you have to get in contact with all of your creditors. Right. I said, and I don't see where you actually contacted us. We've been talking about that a lot, actually, mm-hmm. on, on our web on the uh, podcast. I've talked about it on our webinars. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're going to get behind on that, have, you have to make that phone call. Exactly. Because the creditor is not going to call you and say, do you want to skip a pay? You need to take that step and, and do that. And when you do that, it, it builds so much more trust. Trust. It's instead of you feeling like as though you're running from the debt, you're you're out there and you're you're taking it head on and you're having the conversation. You're actually creating that relationship with the creditor. So when they call you, they're creating that relationship, and the goal is to help them, right? Oh, absolutely, 
Absolutely. 100 percent. We that's the goal is to really try to assist the member. And, you know, because we you know, one of the things that I like to teach is the same thing that you already touched on. I want you to be able to in, increase your credit score. Uh-huh. You know, you don't want it, you know, that to start slipping because you're falling on hard times and, uh, you know, just stay in good standing so that you can get future products. Right. So. So we were talking specifically because you've touched on credit score um, about debt relief programs. You might see those advertised out there and kind of understanding what a debt relief program is and maybe some of the pitfalls or what you see with people who take advantage of those versus taking the more proactive approach of calling your creditors yourself. What's your thoughts on that? I'm not a really big fan on them because they make very minute, you know, very minimum payments towards, you know, uh, towards your debt. And then you are getting you get into this contract and you're on this long term contract that it's not benefiting you and you can really do it yourself. You know, I am very proactive and, you know, do it yourself, you know, the do it yourself. Right. You know, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Basically, you know, we were talking about it and I, I agree with you. And, you know, you see the advertisements and they're going to get rid of my debt. Well, the mm-hmm. thing, you know, the big thing is they don't realize that what's going to happen is you start paying, you're starting to pay that company. Exactly. And they're saving that money. And they're going to take a portion of that money for for their payment. And they're going to call and negotiate. Well, the thing is, while they're doing that, they're not calling the debtor or the collector. And next thing you know, your credit score is in ruins it's and shambles. Hard, yeah. And so it's, it seems mm-hmm. like it's great. Well, I'll just let somebody else take care of this for me. And I'll just pay a fee. But uh, I'm not saying every everyone out there is a bad one. Right. But I, I, that's not what I would say should be your first step. No. The first step should be you call your you call your credit and you call your bank, you call your credit mm-hmm. card. I mean, have that conversation so we don't get to that point where you have to do that. Right. I totally agree. Okay, so we've got another question for you, Kim. Um, so I want I like threes. Everything's in threes. You know, three's the magic three number. You ever heard the song Three okay. Buckets? Three is the magic number. Okay. Uh, so what three tips would you give someone who is having consistent trouble paying their bills? What would you tell them to do? What are the three things you would say to them? The first thing that I tell people is to stop spending. Stop. That's a hard oh, one. Yeah. We, we, talk about, we, talk we talk about, about those, that all the time. We talk yeah. about those spending addictions, yeah. you know, those little things. You yes. know, and it's funny because we've been talking about, well, people aren't out buying, you know, the things they usually do. Well, no, they're online because exactly. you see the Amazon truck in exactly. the neighborhood every day, right? That is a very true statement. Uh, so so, true so statement. look at the spending first, right? Yes. So your first one is you're going to look at spending. What's yep. the second thing you'd recommend? The second thing is that I recommend that they call your creditor. You call your creditors to let them know up front that, you're, you know, what you're experiencing, whether it's just financial difficulty, job loss, Whatever it is, call your creditors. Have the conversation, right? Have Have that conversation. conversation. And is most of that conversation, uh, this is the situation I'm in and let the institution kind of take the lead? Or are you there on your, as an advocate for yourself to kind of negotiate, hey, this is what I can afford? That is absolutely correct. We want them to, what can you do? If you can't make a full payment, what can you do? Mm -hmm. You know, and, you know, we're not going to say, okay, well, can you afford just $25? No, we want want to stretch you, you know, give you something to work with, give you a goal Mm -hmm. to work for. And so. What I love about that is, like you said, you're a financial counselor, just like I am. Mm -hmm. So we're not just saying we want you to pay your bill. We also want to help you learn how to budget and do the right thing. So this doesn't happen again. So when something happens, you're you're, you're ready for that. You've got the savings now. You're not living on that courtesy pay. You're not living off your credit cards to pay your electric bill, right? It's that peace of mind you get. So really what you're doing is you're saying, okay, we need to get our debt Line it up and let's 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 work on that a little bit at a time. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. And so, that was my number three. That was your number three. That well, was my number three. three. So your reach number three is help, yeah, reach out to it for help from your financial counselor and help to get yourself on a budget to oh, develop a budget. Look at that. And what if you don't have a financial counselor? I mean, if I'm at Bank of America and I don't even know my banker, you know, where else can I where can I find financial counseling resources? 
you can come to Financial Center First Credit Union. There you go. We're going to hey, plug. come see hey, me. Or any credit <laughs> union. Or any credit credit union. unions are here to help you. Yep. People helping people. So talk yes. to your local credit union. Yes. And I'm sure there are online resources out there. You know, Google some things. But uh, budget worksheets. Yes. Um, yes. All of those things that you can do proactively. But So, you know, we're going to, I want to get a little, before we go on to the next question, I want a little, do you have like one one story you can share with us where you saw somebody do something just ridiculous and you just were like shaking your head at the end of it? Or is that something you prefer not to? I, you deal with two, two spectrums. So you have older people who think that they can't learn, you know, mm-hmm. you know, they feel they're embarrassed about right. it. And then you have the younger crowd that, you know, they, they don't want to learn. They don't want to, you know, they think that they know it, you know, they know how to do it anyway. So, you know, you just have to, you know, come to a happy medium on that. And so we have a lot of times in my department, we spend a lot of time educating, educating them on, you know, the importance of making your payments and making your payments on time and, you know, setting them up for auto pay. And you never have to think about it. You right. never have to worry about it. Auto pay is, I think, one of the best pieces of advice that you can oh, yeah. give because that just takes the guesswork out of it. Mm-hmm. It creates the habit without really having to change what you're doing. Exactly. Just, it's one thing, set it and forget it. And Exactly. So, you know, now one, a funny story that I had was I had a young man who purchased a vehicle and he was a first payment default. And it's like, you know, okay, you go back over the application and you're like, okay, no, you had, you made a good, you have a good job. You, you know, you've got a, your own place, you know, you know, like what's going on. So I give him a call and I said, you know, is there a reason why you're running past due? He said, well, I thought that I could make my payments with my credit card. And I said, you want to make a payment with your credit card? And he said, yeah, so that I can get bonus points for flights so that oh. I can travel. So, you know, we had to have that conversation to say. <laughs> that's not how it works. <laughs> exactly. It's not, I'm sorry, that's that's not how it works it, at all. And so and then he's, and then he tells me, well, I wouldn't have bought the car if I, uh, if I knew that I couldn't use the credit card. So, yeah, we had to really have a real conversation. Okay, so I guess I'm not aware of this. So can you not make a loan Mm -hmm. payment with a credit card? No. Oh, see, I'm 41. Well, I think, you could, I think tried, you can take a cash advance, but that's going to be very expensive. Okay. So you're going to pay double. Costly, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. But, so you know, so don't think you're going to do that, people, and get no. double the points. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I've got a credit card. He's got a $40,000 limit. I'm going to go buy myself a new $30,000 yeah. car. Yeah. No, you're not. That's, yeah. And that's a true story. That's a true story. But, yeah. you know, but it's about educating. Right. You know, educating them at all costs. That's a that's a hilarious story. That is hilarious. It's, you know, hopefully that person figured it out. I wouldn't buy the car. Yeah. And he was Serious. He was very serious. Just so you know. Let's see. Yeah. See. Yeah. That's uh, that's wow. Um, that's funny. So <laughs> yeah, I can see somebody trying that uh, though. Credit yeah. counseling. Yeah. yeah. Credit, credit counseling. counseling. Credit counseling. Let's, have, let's have let's have a conversation here. All right. So Kim has given us some really great tips on someone who is having consistent trouble paying their bills. And the first one is to stop the spending, to stop the bleeding. The second one would be to call your creditors and have the conversation, let them know where you're at and, and, you know, see what you can do. And the third one is to reach out to a credit counselor and and get yourself back on track with with a proper budget. So, you know, we do a little bit of research before each of these and we were looking at, you know, what happens when somebody is past the point of no return, which it does happen, Uh um, and found some statistics on bankruptcy. And, you know, here in Indiana, three out of 1,000 people are now filing bankruptcy on an annual basis. And that average bankruptcy debt is around $21,000. So for everybody out there, you may not know exactly what bankruptcy is or what it means to you um, and that there are different types. So Kim, will you give us a little bit 
bit more background about what bankruptcy means and the different types that there are. Well, there are three types of bankruptcy and bankruptcy is when you are declaring uh, you want to get rid of all of your debt, all of your uh, secured debt, unsecured debt, and just have a fresh start. I, that's what I normally call it. I call it a fresh start. So when you say secured and unsecured debt, tell me what those things are. Secured debt would be you can file it against your car that you may have and that you no longer want. You can put that in the bankruptcy. So you have the option to affirm or reaffirm or not to reaffirm. So that is if you're going to reaffirm, you're going to keep the vehicle. Mm-hmm. If you're not, you're just going to voluntarily surrender it back to your creditor. And um, uh, most people reaffirm when they're secure debts though. And so it's a chapter seven where you're just a fresh start. You just get rid of, wipe out all of your debt. Okay. And the next type of bankruptcy is chapter 13. And that's where you are repaying your debt. You're not, you're not just walking away from all of it. It's a bankruptcy. It's called a plan. A chapter 13 is a plan where it's a planned out by the trustee and you make monthly payments to the trustee and then the trustee actually sends it on to your creditors. So how is that different than going to your creditors and doing credit counseling? Why would you declare bankruptcy chapter 13 versus just going to your creditors directly? Well, you could have, again, you could be overwhelmed with uh, medical expenses. And so your medical expenses, credit card expenses that you've accumulated over time, and it's just a spinning wheel and you just can't get out of it, where the, uh, and the creditor may not be able to put you in a plan that, you know, that is structured because the the chapter 13 is a very structured plan. So And so is chapter 13 a little less severe of a type of bankruptcy or is it going to affect your credit score the same way a chapter 7 will? Bankruptcy is bankruptcy. Ah, oh, good to hear that. Yeah. Good to yeah. know. Yeah. Bankruptcy, yeah. Is bankruptcy is bankruptcy. bankruptcy. Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't so, matter if it's a set. I mean, it's... Um, Chapter 13 is just, you know, you're paying the creditors back. You, you know, you, you didn't just walk away from the debt and then start, you know, get a... And recovery time from either type is seven to 10 years. Yes. Okay. Yes. That is correct. And then the last chapter is a chapter 11, which is for uh, businesses. Businesses that are in trouble, they can, they file for chapter 11 and those are uh, restructured debts as well. So when we see results of, you know, kind of our local and global economy mm-hmm. and we're hearing about co- companies mm-hmm. declaring bankruptcy, they're filing this chapter 11. That, yes. Yes. That's, yes, uh, that is absolutely correct. As, as, as you hear, you know, people talk about contemplating bankruptcy or they're hearing from other people that that's an option. What kind of advice do you like to give about bankruptcy? Well, my number one thought is don't listen to the other people. They make it sound easy, but it's not easy because bankruptcy is a 10 year dark hole of, you know, of your credit has been ruined. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you may be able to go out and get credit. However, you're going to pay for it. It's going to come at a cost. You're going to have uh, higher interest rates in upwards of 27 to 30 percent. Wow. Your, oh, yeah. Very easily. So it's because you're high risk now. Exactly. Because you've declared bankruptcy. Exactly. You have uh, you and if you uh, file bankruptcy on your creditors, you're not going to you've, you've uh, ruined that relationship, you know, and they're not, you know, apt to take you back, you mm-hmm. know, after you file for bankruptcy mm-hmm. because they can't. So, you know, I just say, you know, you know, look at a budget first, look at a account, a financial counselor first instead of versus the um, bankruptcy route, because it's really it's a 10 years it's, it, because it stays on your credit for 10 years. Right. And don't and you can't and don't fall for those, you know, well, it'll drop off after it's seven. That's that's 
old days. Old seven days. is still a long time. Yeah, but right. it's now ten. What so else would you say? Nine, no. well, what else would you say about that? Just don't listen. But what I, else? I would say not to listen to your friend friends about your finances because it's your finances. It, you know, you dec- you know, your that's your future, not theirs. Right. That's number one, and uh, you don't want to get into a bankruptcy and go down that ten year hole of you know paying higher interest rates and no one giving you credit, and you know. I've sat down with people that are, you know, they want to refinance their car because they have a 27% mm-hmm. rate on their car. Their their loan rate was a 27% and it's because they had a bankruptcy. And exactly. That's, you know, most of us out there go a 27% auto yeah. loan. Exactly. But it, it exists <laughs> and it does. And it's that's what you need to avoid because I, yeah, I, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things where, you know, it's a fresh start. Yes, the bankruptcy is a fresh start, but you pay for it. It comes at a cost. You know, believe it or not, just before I came here, I was having a conversation with my son's friend and uh, he filed for bankruptcy. Mm -hmm. And so now he's looking for a car Mm -hmm. and he calls and, you know, and they're texting me and saying, well, uh, he found a car for um, they want a thousand dollars down. uh, 2015 it has 115,000 miles on it and I said I said so are you he's paying a thousand dollars for the car and he goes no that's the down payment and I said no that's a no that's a bad deal yeah I told him I said that's a no I said said, and I told him the same thing that's the cost of filing for bankruptcy because his credit score is probably very low now exactly and you know you talk all the time about other things that your credit score affects not only your ability to get loans but what else what's going to affect you know that that the ability to get the loan is also going to affect what the rate's going to be on the loan. Mm-hmm. And not only that, I mean, it affects things like your your auto insurance rates. If oh, you declare absolutely. bankruptcy, your auto insurance rates are going to be through the roof because they're looking at that as you are. You're high you're risk. risk. You're high risk. You're yeah, high you're risk. at much higher risk. And it's like, whoa. And so, maybe whether or not you're going to be able to get your next apartment or, right? you know, yes. or employers, your next job. Or your, yes. Yeah, your employers yeah, as Everyone well. looks at that now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would. My, my strong advice is use a, a financial counselor instead. Try to go to the financial counseling. But the first thing, again, is I would say stop the bleeding. Right. You know, stop the bleeding. Stop the spending. Change your behaviors. Yes. Exactly. Hard to do, but. It can be done. It hey, can be done. I have a family member that declared bankruptcy 20 years ago. Uh-huh. Did everything right since then. They have great credit now. Everything mm-hmm. has been good since then. They, 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 they were one of the ones that did it, and they did everything right after that. And, you know, good for them, I, mean, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Um but I, we see so many people that do go through that process and they just repeat the same repeat behavior. Yes. And it's, uh, it's, it's, it creates a lot of stress in your life, uh, yeah. not in just your life, but in your family's life, whoever you're surrounded by, it's mm-hmm. not just you it's affecting, it's affecting everyone. And yes. It's really important that, you know, you look at that as a very, very, very last uh, ditch effort to take care of this. Right. You know, we're going to wrap it up here today, Kim, you know, what words of wisdom would you give to those people that are in that situation where they think it's hopeless how can how can we help them? Or if you see that you're headed down that path, what would you say? I would say contact your credit union or a credit union. They help you for free. They will help you with your credit counseling, help you to get on a right the right path, and put you on a help you in a budgeting situation. And they offer uh, financial literacy to you. So that would be my words of wisdom: get help, communicate with your with a credit union. Very good. Thank you. And yeah, you need help, just not anybody. Oh, yes. Are you going to sing it again? Oh, Lord, help me. I'm not going to sing it again. Oh, here we go. There you go. You sing it, Kim. So we want to thank Kim for coming in today. Absolutely. Uh, Great job. We appreciate it. Uh, You're our first guest and have you back another time. But love to having you. Love the stories and uh, love helping our members and actually not just our members, but everybody else that's out there. 
Awesome. Carpe Dime is presented by Financial Center First Credit Union. It's produced by Jamie Davidson, Dusty Simmons, and Courtney Cooper. Financial Center is a six-time national award winner in the category of adult financial literacy. And our goal is what, guys? To help improve your financial lives. That's right. To learn more, visit fcfcu.com. And if you like what you hear, subscribe to our podcast from Google, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Just want to thank everyone for listening today. Uh, Stay tuned for more podcasts of Carpe Dime.